Hello. Welcome back to our podcast, The Backroom Ballads, as you know, or at least I hope. And this podcast is where we talk about stories in the NYPD during the old days in the 20th century. Today's ballad is called The Hole in the Ground, which is a sadder story on the difficulties of the world and the dangers seen in it. We hope you enjoy. I worked around the clock on foot patrol for 10 years as I resisted any attempts to get me into a patrol car. The satisfaction of taking care of an 8 or 10 block area was at times exhilarating to me. To be in charge, to control and protect human events, to be known and trusted because of your actions was probably the greatest experience of my life. Sunrises and sunsets, snow, rain, days, nights, and the coming and going of day, weeks, and months provided a continuity that gave me a sense of satisfaction I had never known and had not known since. In September 1957, I was on phone in my first precinct at 74th Street and Broadway in Jackson Heights, making a call to the station house as required every hour. From the subway steps nearby, a man yelled, Officer, man just fell in front of a train down here and needs help. With that, the man ran back down the steps and I ran after him. Back then, the NYPD and the transit police were separate agencies, each jealous of their own turf. They didn't come up and we didn't go down. As a sign of our superiority in the NYPD, we referred to the transit policemen as those cops in a hole. But someone needed help, and I was the only cop around, so I ran down guided by riders on the platform yelling, Down there! Down there! A group had gathered at the end of an outgoing platform, and as they saw me, they made a path for me to get through. So I jumped down onto the tracks, and I saw a pair of legs lying 20 feet away, and the guy who had lost them was under the platform, about even with me. Blood was spurting stumps above the knees, and I knew he was either dead or dying. I squatted and moved in closer to him. His eyes were closed, and he was a blue-white color. His clothes unwrinkled from his waist up, his coat was still unbuttoned, and his tie was in place with a nice Windsor knot. Suddenly, his eyes opened and he looked at me. Will I die? he asked. I lied and reassured him. No, we'll get you out of here to a hospital so you can get the proper care. He was barely alive. I have a wife and two little kids. Will I see them again? He asked, trying to breathe. I lied again. Sure, they'll visit you in the hospital. He gasped and said, Today's Tim's birthday. And then he was gone. The doctor was examining him by that time, and he pronounced Tim's father. He was dead. It was the kind of scene you can never forget. There was no further need for me. Transit cops were everywhere, so I got out of there. Out of the hole and up into the bright sunlight where I belonged. I put on my dark sunglasses, and it wasn't only because of the sun. I kept thinking about a little boy named Tim. It was his birthday, and his father was never coming home again, and a wife who would forever wonder, why? It was over, and a few hours later, everything was back to normal. But for me, it would never be over. I still see him dying under the platform, and my mind reviews the consequences of his death on his family. I still condemn myself for lying to a dying man and wonder if I did it from strength or from weakness. Years later, we were picking possible names for a coming grandson, and my pregnant daughter said, I like Timothy. Then she went on about his nickname being Tim. Tim is short and sweet, she said, and I could hardly hold back the tears. Thank you all for listening to this somber story. It shows how valuable our lives are and the dangers the world may throw at us or others during hardship and times of struggle. Remember, if you're ever in these moments, it's just a moment, and that time will pass. Thank you for listening to the Backroom Ballads, and we'll be back soon.